Hey guys, welcome to a Light in the Darkness podcast. I'm Carly Robison. I'm a wife, a mother, and a person who's been suffering with severe health challenges for over 10 years. Through that time, I've had successes and failures while trying to maintain a positive attitude. Now I want to share what I've learned with you, hoping to make your hard times a little easier. This podcast is to help those of us facing times of darkness and trial find ways to let the light in. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Alight in the Darkness podcast. Just like every week, I have an awesome guest for you to hear from today. Her name is Becky Kemp. Thanks so much for being here today, Becky. Oh, you're welcome. So happy to be a part of this. So first, I would like to tell them just a little bit about you. So driven by the desire to spread and inspire goodness, Becky Kemp is dedicated to sharing the power found in positive words. From the onset of her clothing brand, Becoming Threads, to speaking and coaching others, Becky's message of finding joy and purpose in the journey resonates with individuals across all ages and walks of life. Becky is married to her high school sweetheart, Chris, is a mother of five incredible boys, and an active volunteer in her church and community. Over the past several years, she has focused on helping others recognize that change is possible, and each of us are capable of creating it in our own lives. Becky believes that we can awaken our own potential as we learn to transform our thinking, live with intention, and implement the power of positive words in our own life. So I can't wait to hear more about what brought you down that path, Becky. But first, I was hoping that we can just get to know you better. So tell me a little bit about where you grew up. Yeah, so I haven't gone too far. I live in South Jordan right now, and I grew up in West Jordan, so just the next town over. Um, Stayed close, and I attended Bingham High School, met my husband there in math class. Just because of our last names, we, you know, my last name at the time was L, his was K, we sat by each other. (laughs) How it started out is I didn't like him, of course, I liked his friend, um, but then eventually we started to date and I thought, you know what, he's a nice guy. He was kind of the nice guy and I was probably looking for something else. Um, (laughs) But then I noticed that the other girls were liking him and then I, you know, then that little thought was like, I, I do like him. And so... We've lived in Utah all our lives, um, haven't gone far, and actually our kids have attended the high, same high school we did, which is kind of strange, but we love where we're at, and this is just where our, yeah. our story has gone, so we've stayed close. Um, but yeah, I, it is funny. I always, when I work with young girls, I always say, be careful who you date, because you really, you know, <laughs> you never know when you're going to meet them, you know? I met yeah. them in 10th grade math class, so. Well, for those of you who've listened to my my own episode. I also met my husband. I met him at church because he's a little bit older than me. And coincidentally, I'm also, um, my husband and I were in the same ward as Becky's husband growing up. So. Yes, that's true. You, you know my husband more than I did at that time in your life. Huh? I may or may not have had a little crush on him in seventh grade too. <laughs> but if I'm being honest, I had a crush on everybody. <laughs> So true. I was so true. little boy which, crazy, which we should at that age, right? That's yeah. how we should. <laughs> so you have five boys. Tell me about 
all the fun and craziness that it means to be a boy mom? <laughs> well, let me start out by saying, um, yes, five boys, but that was not what I had hoped for. I was hoping for two boys and two girls, if I'm being really honest. That's, I like even numbers for some reason, and two and two made sense. And so that first one, boy, it was like, okay, second one, boy, I was okay with that because it's like, oh, a little buddy, a little brother. That third one was really, really challenging um, that it was another boy because it was like, wait, this is not the story that I signed up for or wanted. And then going into the fourth one, having that fourth pregnancy, surely that fourth one would be a girl. Like I just couldn't see that it would be any other way. And that was a really hard moment to, um, to be told it was another boy. And I've since learned, you know, and I kind of talk about this when I speak about how powerful words are and words are just words until you make them mean something. And, and I've had to learn to adjust to the idea of being a boy mom. And, um, it was hard in the beginning. I'm not going to lie, but five years after I had that fourth boy, I had a spiritual experience that I knew I was supposed to have actually one more boy. And, um, that really threw me because it was another boy and it was the fifth boy because like I said, I really, so for some reason I'm drawn to even numbers. Don't ask me why. <laughs> and I feel like God was really testing me with something so simple, but um, it's taught me a lot. And I love, of course, I love my boys. I have learned to embrace sitting at baseball games. I um, love just being outdoors with them. We like to boat. I like to fish. I like to be with them. There's definitely some sadness that ha I had to work through. But all in all, I, I just love each one of them. They're each unique and different. I'm sure you see that with your own kids. Like, what works for one parenting doesn't work for the other. So I'm still always trying to figure it out. And then not being a boy, it's kind of like, they just like get in there and they figure it out where girls like get really emotional and the drama. So I guess I'm enough of the emotion and drama for the family. That's all we can handle. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your journey with words. How did that all come about? Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm just going to be honest with my age. I'm about 44, 45 years old. I'll be 45 in November. And about when I was 38, 39, I had all five boys and kind of like what I said, my story wasn't going exactly how I thought. Now my story, my example of like having all boys, I know that that's not like a crisis thing, but I was having some little things that weren't happening how I wanted and some big things. And at that point, I had uh, just gone through a lot of depression and anxiety, uh, mainly because I think I just didn't realize that I had to accept that life was going to happen, how it was going to happen. And I had to just learn to find happiness within that. I struggled with um, my husband and I went through some really hard financial years and my husband's a self-employed and a mortgage broker. And we got into the real estate market. And at, through most of my um, time as being a mom, I was a full-time mom. And so I put my efforts into being a full-time mom. And when the economy kind of crashes and all of a sudden you're losing everything, I felt really, really hopeless and almost mad at myself that I had allowed myself to be in this position, like that I had allowed myself to be a mom, even though that's what I had felt called to do at that time. And I didn't feel like I had anything to offer the world. And I felt really, really scared. 
And I also, during that time, came to realize that I was really struggling with some food um, issues. And I've since learned that I have um, addiction issues that I've had to learn to work through. And so what was happening is I found myself really stuck in my story and I was really unhappy. And I, all I could do was blame it on everybody else. It was really hard to look at myself. Right. So I was kind of in that, that mindset of like, if only my husband did this, if only my kids did this, if only I could eat whatever I want and then it didn't affect me. If only, if only, if only, then I would be happy. And that's kind of, that's where my story was. And I have always had a faith in um, my Heavenly Father, and I've always been taught about prayer, and I've always tried to be prayerful, but I was really feeling alone at that time, and I was feeling very isolated, and almost to the point where I was like, God, where are you in my life? Because I try to do all the right things. I can't hear you. Um, I was, at that time, I was serving as um, the young women's president in my church. And so I was like teaching the the girls ages 12 to 18 about that they're daughters of God and that he loves them. And I really believed that for them, but I really had a hard time believing it for me. And that's hard to say that out loud because it's, you know, I, I was the person that could go to church each week or put the happy smile on. I was out, you know, in PTA and I was, actively serving in a calling. I was doing community service. I was doing all the like so-called right things, but inside I was really alone. And Mm -hmm. what happened for me was um, a mentor or a coach, someone that I got associated with kind of offered some suggestions. And one of them was instead of asking, why is this happening? Why, like, why am I a mom of five boys? Why did I have to have a food addiction? Why did I have to have this? Why, why, why? Why don't you start asking the word how? How am I supposed to move forward with it from here moving forward? And as I started to just change that one word in my life, just from asking how instead of why, that's when my story kind of started to change and I started to become awakened to how powerful words were. And it's been a, it's been a long journey. It's not like I just figured it out and like moved on my way. But as I started to ask how, how do I change my story or how do I accept my story is probably a better thing. Things started coming into my life. And then I just would start to say, well, how do I try this? And how do I do that? And it all started with the power of words. So that was kind of the first the first step, and then kind of, I've just moved forward from there. Um, and I can share more um, about that. I'll see, you know, what else you want to know. I, I would love to hear kind of the next step. So um, if it's okay, so you have a website and I will link it in our show notes at the yeah, end. Yeah. Um, but I do want to kind of read something that I found on your website. So um, It says, after coming to accept that I'd been struggling with anxiety and depression, I knew I wanted to find a way to take control of my story and empower myself to be truly happy again. As I began to reach for help, I was given the advice to put simple but powerful words into my life. I had no idea then how much that seemingly small act would alter my course. I grabbed a hold, starting with the phrase, 
I accept myself unconditionally right now, repeated several times a day. The change didn't happen right away. In fact, I felt silly saying this phrase for the first week or so, but with consistency, it flourished. And I longed to share the power that I was feeling with others. So first of all, I just think it's such a beautiful phrase that kind of helped you to really, so I love how you talked about how, and that's kind of maybe the baby step, right? That Mm -hmm. kind of started helping you to get out when I have an area in my life that I also felt very depressed and anxious and things. And I call that my pit. (laughs) And I'm always like, when I was in my pit, you know, this is how I felt. But then when I started to climb out of my pit, these are kind of the things that I do. So I kind of am envisioning you in a pit. And then the how is kind of your, you know, replacing that word um, is helping you to kind of start to get out of the pit. And then when you're finally kind of seeing that light, um, you were given this phrase, I accept myself unconditionally right now. And that is so powerful. But then I also love that because of the change that you saw in your life, just from those words, you decided that you wanted to share that with others. So can you kind of talk about that journey of how you're now feeling better and then wanting to share it with other people? Yeah, I just want to touch a little bit on those words. I accept myself unconditionally right now. What and then kind of that was the next stepping stone as, as I began to ask how it was like things started to come into my life. And I was watching a Netflix documentary of all things, and it wasn't on self-care. I think it was on food. I couldn't even tell you what the documentary was, but some words caught my attention. And the words were, I accept myself unconditionally right now. And the suggestion given was put them in your life, say them to yourselves every morning, middle of the day, and in the evening five times each time. Well, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even remember those words because those were not words that were a part of me. It was like, they repulsed me almost because I didn't accept myself unconditionally right now. Like I, I didn't. And, and so I had this idea, like put them on a three by five card and put them on your mirror in your bathroom because I at least will brush my teeth every morning and every night. And I'll see them there and I can say them to myself when I'm brushing my teeth. And I remember just having this little thought, like, it was like this little spark of hope. Like, what if this works? You know, I, I can try this and I had nothing to lose. It didn't cost me any money. I didn't have to sign up for anything. I just had been asking, like, how do I change my story? And then these words came into my life. And it was kind of that thought, like, I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I put them on my mirror and I remember there was days I would say them and I didn't mean them at all. Like I didn't accept myself. And then there was other days that I would be feeling frustrated or something. And those words kind of like would help me like, okay, but everything's okay. I accept myself unconditionally right now. And those are powerful words because it's accepting what your story is right at that moment, regardless of all the things you thought were going to happen or didn't think or whatever. Yeah. And So that was the start of the process for me. And it was just on a three by five card. And over time, what I began to see is more words would start to stick out to me. So it was almost like each day I would think, what words do I need today? And as I began to look, those words would actually find me. I found it really, really amazing. It was like maybe I'd hear a really powerful quote. Maybe I was reading my scriptures and there were some words that picked out in me. Maybe it was a song and just a phrase in the song. Different words would kind of like 
become a part of me. And then what I would start to do is I would, I would put those words, not, not every day, but I would put different words in my life as I needed them. Yeah. And I began to see that they, they were helping me. They were helping me manage my depression. They were giving me the courage to walk forward with my anxiety. They were giving me the, um, the willpower to just kind of start looking at myself and realizing if I want to change my story, it's up to me. I can't blame my story on anyone else. And they were kind of like those first stepping stones and they continue to be the power of words every day. I'd look, what words do I need? But that was the start of it. And as we shared in the beginning of the podcast, I'm a mom of five boys and I was going to baseball games. That's what we do. My husband played baseball growing up and that's what my kids have done. And there came a time about five years, like this, this process started about six years ago, six and a half years ago. And then about five years ago, I just wanted some cute t-shirts to wear to the baseball games. I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl. And my husband and I went shopping up at Park City one weekend. It was for our anniversary in the summer. And I said, all I want is some positive message shirts. And you know, when you're looking for something, what tends to happen? You can't find it, can't right? Find it. <laughs> That's what happened. We went to every store at the outlets. We went to Main Street on Park City. And hey, I'm just looking for some positive message t-shirts. Like I wanted good quality and I didn't want them to be like snarky comments or like negative. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want them to be like a name brand thing either, right? Like I kind of had these things I was looking for and I couldn't find any. So I was kind of uh, discouraged, but I was like, okay, well, no big deal. About three weeks later, I was shopping again with a friend and I was telling her, I'm like, I just want a positive message t-shirt. And by this time it was about August and I was shopping and I pulled the shirt off the rack. I bought the shirt. I still have it today, but the shirt said, all right, all right, all right. And I mean, those are words that like some people think of like Matthew McConaughey and different yeah. words, like people are associated <laughs> with them. But at that moment, those words like spoke to me. And the thought came to me, like, if you're looking for a positive message t-shirt, why don't you make them? And if you're looking for them, someone else might be looking for this too. And I was like, huh, like, and I've been having these like little nudges and promptings about the power of words and like sharing them. And I was sharing things on Instagram and I, you know, had been doing these different things that like, like for one year I shared every day a share goodness quote, you know, and I just, it was a goal I set for myself and I would find words that mattered to me and I would share them. And I found that people would start saying, thank you so much for sharing. I needed to hear that today too. And I was like, really? And I realized that we're more, we're more connected than we might realize it. And so that was the start of um, becoming threads. And I actually joined up with my sister-in-law. Her name's Erin and I'm Becky. So we were the B behind Becoming Threads. And we were a positive t-shirt and apparel business. And our catchphrase was like, let what you wear, share your story. And we found that we loved talking to women, especially that was our target market was women. And they would tell us like what the words keep it simple means or every little thing's going to be all right. And they would we'd have these phrases on good quality shirts. And then they would say, Oh, I need these words because of this. And then we could share our story. And it was a way that we could like empower our own story. Cause I think so often we're always looking at everybody else's story and we're wishing our story was theirs or we're wishing 
you know, like I said earlier, like if, if this was in my life, then my story could be this. And what I found was the power to change my story was within me. And it just was with this simple concept of the power of words. So that's how the t-shirt business started for me. And our, we would joke with women that we could walk into our closets and physically decide what words we needed to actually put on. You know, it's like today I need to think of, I'm going to be grateful. So I'm going to wear my grateful heart tee or, you know, yesterday I wore this tee because, you know, every little thing's going to be all right. Like I said, because I was feeling a lot of anxiety and it was like, things are going to be okay. And so that was how that whole journey had started and it continues today. So, yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing about that. Um, I would love to go kind of into the next part of your story. So, um, as you talked about, you would have this opportunity to talk to a bunch of women and, um, talking about the power of words and what path did it set you on from there? Well, it really put me, it, it did two things. It helped awaken my own story to give me the um, opportunity to live the story I've always wanted. But it also gave me an opportunity to to find that other women were wanting these same things too. And many people feel stuck and they don't know how to step forward. And so it was kind of like, I felt like I was linking arms with others saying, we can step forward together. Like we can be the master of our ship today instead of, you know, um, letting our ship be blown wherever it might be taken. Now that doesn't mean that things, you know, sometimes people, I think, think when I say put positive messaging in your life, that that just means that like, Oh, we just say happy thoughts when bad things happen, or we just think happy things even, and no, like we still experience sadness and there's heartache and there's grief and there's, I still deal with bouts of depression and I still deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, I still deal with my food issues, but I've kind of been given a simple tool that helps me. And then I found that it, it's a tool that I can offer to others and just say, try this and see what happens in your story. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I do know that your story can be awakened by the power of words, just like mine has. And Mm -hmm. that's put me on this journey last over the last year. Um, my sister-in-law who I, we built this business together. She needed to step away from the business um, for her family. And it was interesting because I felt even more to step into the business, but I didn't want to just do the t-shirts. I wanted to be speaking and, and sharing and coaching women about the power of words. And to be honest, Carly, those are dreams that I always wanted to do when I was a young girl, but I let fear, doubt, insecurity stop me and just think, Oh, I can't do that. She can, but I can't do that. Yeah. And I want to tell anyone that they, that, you know, the words they put in their life matter and they can create the life they want with the power of words. And so I kind of teach simple techniques and tools to help, to help, you know, awaken their story. Like my story has been awakened. Yeah. Awesome. So what are some of the ways that you are able to teach people? Are you doing speaking engagements? How are you kind of going about with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do speak, um, and love connecting with especially women of all ages. I find that the power of words is so, so important for many, but young girls and older women, it doesn't, 
it doesn't go away. You know, it's like we yeah. don't hit a certain age and then because life continues to unfold and I still have to use the words I accept myself unconditionally right now. I use them almost every day. I still have to. So it's like I've learned that it's progress, not perfection. Yeah. And so what I like to do is, yeah, speak and give opportunity to just kind of let people sit back and go, wow, what words are I, are I, am I even saying to myself? Um, we are the meanest to our own selves, the way we talk to ourselves. And so with Becoming Threads, I was talking about the words you put on physically, but now I'm also talking about the words you put in to yourself. Like the words, what, the, what words are you putting in your mind? What words are you putting, you know, in your thoughts? And, and to realize that we, we can be more intentional with what we're saying to ourselves and it really does matter. Um, and just, so I've been doing that and then coaching women too. And I'm a certified life coach that's just trying to share opportunity with women to become awakened to what their thoughts are and that they're optional. Like, again, we can't change the circumstance back to what I was saying about, I couldn't change that. I had five boys, but I could change my thoughts around it and like find acceptance with it. And now I love being a mom of five boys, you know, like I couldn't ask for anything more because I've embraced it, but I wasn't always there. And I think giving people permission to like, not always be there, you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes we think we have to just like always be happy or make the best of it. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of that and being vulnerable. Yeah. I love, I think that's one of the main reasons that I have this podcast. Um, a lot of times I think people because I tend to be a more positive person, mm -hmm. I think that they look at me and think, oh, you know, her life is so easy, um, things like that. And so I wanted to talk, you know, to have this podcast so that I could share my story and other people's story about how, do you know what, <laughs> pretty much everybody that you see as you're going through life is going to have something in their life that is difficult right now. And that's okay. And like you said, accepting the hard is a huge part of it. But it also doesn't mean that you have to stay in the pit, that you have to stay in the difficult times because the difficult times are always going to be there. But it's up to us to decide if we're going to allow those difficult times to make us better instead of bitter. And I, I love that those words and things like that are kind of giving you that opportunity to share with others. If there is anybody that's listening today that kind of has awakened in themselves and thought, do you know what? That really makes sense. What a, what a simple thing that I could just start doing, um, recognizing the words and their power in my life. What kind of advice would you have for them? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I love learning and thinking that just accepting where I am today and that all I can focus on is the direction I'm going. And when you talk about getting out of the pit, how I imagine it is before I found the power of words, I was kind of spiraling down. So I can really relate to that idea of the pit. I was spiraling in a downward cycle. I think so many times we think of our lives as a linear thing, like we're here and we want to be there and we see everybody over there and we can't figure out how to get there. And the how is that's the process is 
like taking one step forward and one step back and failing as we go. But as I've been able to visualize it, becoming awakened to words is more of a circular motion. And so it was like, I think the first thing is just gaining a desire. And like, if you feel this little thought, like maybe I can put some words in my life, like that's the first thing. And then just start looking for those words. And if you can't find words, use the words that I had. I accept myself unconditionally right now and put those on a three by five card, put them on your mirror or put them as your screensaver, put them, you know, on your, if you're in your car a lot, put them where you drive, you know, put them in places that you remind yourself because so much of change is those small and simple, consistent efforts that sometimes we can overlook. We're looking for like this, this big fix, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to just magically change my life. And then we get so frustrated when it, it doesn't happen. And then if you forget to say those words, like, okay, try again tomorrow, you know, or if you can't say them one day, recognize like I couldn't say them today. I don't accept myself unconditionally. And that's what, that would be my suggestion. And then just to start to look at the words that are coming into your life, the words that you put on physically and the words that you put on, you know, in between your ears, you know, like what, Mm -hmm. what is it? And just start becoming aware. I think to change anything, it starts with an awareness of like, huh. And then, you know, taking those next steps forward. But that's how I've gotten out of my pit is just like Mm -hmm. an awareness and then like continually walking forward. So, yeah, I love that. Thanks so much. It's interesting. You said that because, um, as I've been learning more about your journey, um, preparing for this podcast, um, I kind of started to think, you know, what words have I felt empowered by in my life? And I realized that, uh, there's a common phrase that I've always used. And it's a phrase that's come up I think in every episode of the podcast and I actually just used it a minute ago and this, it comes up every time. And the phrase is better, not bitter. And I've tried really hard as I've gone through trials in my life to find the good that comes from them. Um, Like we talked about through my podcast, I kind of wanted to encourage others that they could find the good in their own difficult times too. And we can use the hard things in our lives to make us better people to make us better sons and daughters of God, better citizens and family members and friends. And we can choose to see past that bitterness that tries to overwhelm us. And as I focused on those words, better, not bitter, I decided that I wanted all my friends and listeners to have the same opportunity that Becky had when she could get up in the morning and put on those powerful words that could help shape her day. So this week, I am going to be releasing some A Light in the Darkness merch. I have silicone band bracelets and laptop or water bottle stickers right now available for purchase. I will also be starting a pre-order for t-shirts and workout tanks. All of these will have my new official slogan, Better Not Bitter. And you can find more information about them on my website, carlyrobison.org. Just as Becky has taught us today, we can use these words to inspire ourselves as we go about our days. And hopefully we can inspire others as well with them. So Becky, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us. Oh, you're welcome. And I can't wait to get a shirt that says better, not bitter. I think that, I think that those that's so powerful because really the start is 
putting those words on and then you think about them and then somebody sees those words and they think, well, what do those words mean to me? And it's, it's so, it's so great. And those are, I could, I could tell you what those words would mean to me. And I bet any listener that you have would tell you, well, that's what that, you know, I've had this experience or my story says that. And I just, I think it reminds me of this quote that uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, we, some of us grew up to him, but he said something one time that said, anything that's human is mentionable and anything that is mentionable is manageable. And I think as we learn to start talking about where we're at and the, you know, where our lives are, things get more manageable and it starts with just the power of words, you know, it's that communicating. So I love that. That's exciting. So much. Yeah. (laughs) So if somebody was inspired by your story and they want, may maybe want to learn more about the power of words or get in contact with you with, or maybe coaching or speaking, how could yeah. they reach out to you? Yeah, the easiest way to get in touch with me is my website, and it's just www.becomingwithbecky.com. And the whole idea with Becoming with Becky is I'm not there yet either. We're just all becoming, you know, we're going to link arms. And then there's just different tabs. There's a speaker tab and a coaching tab. And I offer a free 30 minute um, thought work session where we can kind of dive into where you're at and you can look at, you know, if you're wanting to change a part of your story and and we can identify if, if we can work together and if it would work great. And I also have my shop there and I have a few t-shirts right now. I'm kind of revamping some things, but I have a lot of um, power stickers and they're all the, the rage right now, those like vinyl stickers. And what I love about them is that you can find those words that mean something to you and put them in your life because they're just those little reminders. So that's the best way to get in touch with me. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at becoming with Becky. So awesome. Thanks so much. Um, thank you all for listening today. And I would truly appreciate it if today you could use your own power of words and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, The more comments and reviews that I have, the more that Apple will bump it up on their search engine and the more that people can kind of find inspiration through these amazing guests that I have. So that would really help me out and I would appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and that you're able to see the light in your own personal darkness. And we'll see you here next Wednesday. Thanks. Bye. I want to give a special thanks to my son Carter for recording and writing our intro and outro music for this podcast. If you want to hear more of his music, you can find him on Instagram at CarterGuitar456. 